0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, a couple weeks ago, we spent two nights in Holmes County, an Amish country. And it struck me while we were there just how different it is to be a tourist in Amish country, rather than actually being Amish in Amish country. Right? As a tourist, I can drive around, I can watch the Amish work in their fields, or hang up their laundry on the line, I can give them a friendly wave as I pass them in my air conditioned car while they're traveling to work in their buggies. I can walk around their shops, eat a great deal of food. I can be in Amish country, but then again, I'm not really in Amish country, right? I am just a tourist. I don't have to make the sacrifices they do to be there. I don't have to commit to their community, their way of life. I get to see it be fascinated by it, and then in a couple days, return to my perfectly modern home that's connected to the grid. As a tourist, I can pick and choose what about Amish country is fun and relaxing, but to be honest, I can't really claim to have been in Amish country or to understand what it is to be Amish. Well, the question our gospel poses us this morning is if we're following Jesus on a pilgrim way, or if we're just mere tourists on the way. In the book of Acts, early, early on, before Christians are called Christians, before there's Christianity, the Christian faith is merely called the way. Christians are meant to be pilgrims who follow Jesus. They're not meant to be tourists who travel on their way, on their own terms. And the history of the church being on the way was often symbolized through religious pilgrimages. Pilgrimages are not something we tend to value much anymore, especially not as Lutherans, but there was a time in church history when pilgrimages were important acts of devotion. Christians who had the means journeyed from Europe to Jerusalem so that they could walk where Jesus walked. Famously now, even some Christians still walk the Camino de Santiago, on the way of St. James, which is a 30-day hike, to the Shrine of the Apostle in northwest Spain. Even in our own Lutheran story, Martin Luther made a pilgrimage to Rome as a young priest, where he began to really see some of the abuses of the church at the Vatican. Pilgrimages have always been a way of stepping out of our stuck routines and assumptions and begin to see a new way, a new way of life. And so in the Christian imagination, journeys became pictures of the Christian life where one begins to understand life as a journey closer and closer to God. Our gospel from Luke 9 this morning is really two different texts, but they both pertain to pilgrimage, both pertain to journey and to the way. So first, we're given the picture of Jesus, who in this text is the image of the perfect pilgrim. Jesus has set his face. In other words, he is determined. Nothing will deter him. He has set his face to get to Jerusalem. We, of course, know what happens to Jesus in Jerusalem. At first, of course, he's welcomed with great acclaim, but in a few short days, he'll be arrested and crucified. But that's why Jesus goes to Jerusalem. Jesus goes to Jerusalem to go to the cross. Jesus' arrest, Jesus on the cross, is not something that just happens to him, but the cross was always the reason for Jesus' ministry. The cross was always the reason Jesus became flesh for us. Jesus' pilgrimage on earth was always about that journey to the destination of the cross. In Luke 9, just before our text this morning, Jesus tells his disciples, The son of man is going to be betrayed into human hands the son of man must undergo great suffering but then we're told that the disciples do not understand they don't know what jesus is talking about and so the disciples began only to guess at why jesus is taking them to jerusalem at this point but almost assuredly the disciples imagine that they're going to jerusalem with jesus to be seated in power They believe jesus is going to cleanse the temple and sit on an earthly throne in jerusalem and restore israel to the days of king david and they get to be part of that powerful display but in truth they don't understand the pilgrimage they are really on and so luke 9 verse 51 which started our text this morning is really the beginning of jesus's pilgrimage to jerusalem He is on the move from Galilee. And so the most direct route from Galilee where Jesus spends nearly his whole life to Jerusalem goes through the region of Samaria. And so many Jews from Galilee avoided that route and they would take a long way around because Jews were not well received in Samaria. There had been centuries of disagreements between the residents of Samaria and the Jewish people by New Testament times. Jesus, however, does not avoid Samaria. In fact, in the Gospel of John, Jesus brings his words of grace to a Samaritan woman at the well. In our Gospel, however, we see that the disciples are surely suspicious of the Samaritans. And when the Samaritans don't welcome Jesus there, James and John ask Jesus if he wants them to call down fire on the Samaritans. Do they want, does Jesus want the disciples to destroy those who don't welcome him there. Jesus, of course, rebukes them. But the whole story is an illustration for us of the fact that the disciples do not understand. The disciples at this point are more tourists along the way than true pilgrims who hear the word of Christ. They want to see Jesus on their own terms, not his. They want to see Jesus who serves their conveniences, their desires. Jesus is not traveling to Jerusalem to destroy sinners. No, Jesus is traveling to Jerusalem to die for them. Jesus is going to the cross to take the wrath on himself that these Samaritans deserve. Jesus loves these Samaritans, even though they don't recognize him and they don't welcome him. And the disciples do not yet see that the cross is truly the final destination. For Jesus then, everything is to be seen through the lens of the cross. The cross is the destination. The cross is the reason for the journey. The cross is the hinge on which the whole world turns. The kingdom of God, the gospel, and God's power and mercy are only to be understood first through the cross of Christ. And yet the disciples did not understand where they were going. The second part of our gospel reading then focuses on what it looks like to be a true pilgrim who follows Jesus on the way to the cross. It focuses on what it looks like not to be just a tourist who follows Jesus on his or her own terms, but to follow Jesus to the cross. It tells us the conditions of the pilgrimage we are on as Jesus' disciples. And so Jesus' words can be difficult because he says clearly there's no time even to bury your parents. He says you should not expect to have a nice home on the way. You should not expect to be well-received. He says even if you were to follow him, there's no time to say farewell to your family. And his point is really simple for us. The life of the pilgrim has a singular focus that overrides everything else. If you were to go on a pilgrimage yourself, you would have to have a destination in mind. A pilgrimage, by definition, is about getting to a place. Now, there might be interesting sights along the way. You might meet strangers on your stops. You might encounter beautiful vistas and landscapes to admire. But if you were just on the way to sightsee, well, then you're just a tourist you're just wandering at your convenience. Jesus's point is that there is in fact a destination when we follow him, and that destination is the cross. Everything else is seen through the understanding that the cross is where life's meaning is to be found. The cross is where we are going to encounter God most clearly. The cross is where we best understand ourselves because the cross is our redemption. The cross is where we are truly made who God made us to be. And so if we go back to the difficult words of Jesus, because if you really want to be Jesus' disciple, your best understanding of what is good in this world will not be found in the comforts of this world. A man in our gospel comes to Jesus and says, I will follow you wherever you go. That seems exactly right. It seems like this guy gets it. But if we don't understand that Christ is going to the cross, then we will fall away. We can think about St. Peter here who says, Lord, I will never deny you. But when it comes time for Jesus to go to the cross, Peter denies him. Jesus is telling us if we are expecting to be disciples of worldly comfort, of acceptance, then we are not truly going to be with him on the way. And so another man comes to follow Jesus but says, let me bury my father first and then I will follow you. And Jesus responds, let the dead bury the dead. If our families, our friends and our communities come to define us more than the cross, then again, we're not disciples on the way. To be on the way is to allow the cross to give meaning to everything else. This man wanted Jesus to wait for him. He was telling Jesus, don't go to Jerusalem yet, but wait for me. Wait for me to do my familiar duty. But Jesus is clear that his face is set for Jerusalem. There will be no waiting, because the cross is where he has come to reveal God's love for us. The life of faith is the life of being able to trust in Jesus first and to understand that everything he has done for us is there at the cross the Christian life is that pilgrimage that pilgrimage that calls us to leave behind everything that obscures our vision of the cross the Christian life is not just cheap religious sentimentality that says you're okay I'm okay we're all okay it's not the kind of religion that says hey you don't need to change you're perfect the way you are if we just claim to be a Christian because it occasionally makes us feel better then we're not pilgrims on the way, we're just religious tourists. If we claim to be Christians, but are really just trying to make our spouse or our parents happy with church attendance, then again, we're just tourists along the way. Instead, Jesus invites us to be pilgrims on the way. That is to follow him, to understand who you are is found at the cross. And to be a pilgrim on the way is to keep our eyes on him. It's to keep our eyes on the crucified Lord and to confess that the way of Jesus is really the most precious thing in this world. That's the way. And that is what Jesus wants us to hear this morning. There is one destination for your life. And it's found at the cross in which he died for you. Yes, there's meaning along the way. There are important people to meet along the way, lessons to learn, beautiful things to see. But the way itself is all about the cross of Christ. It's all about what God has done for you. Amen.